Hey guys, welcome to yet another episode of Period Sis, brought to you by none other than the official box owner. I'm your host, Mandy B. Super, super excited about today's conversation. If you have ever been in a relationship with another woman, I think this definitely would be a conversation for you. And I really hope that you enjoyed the dialogue here. I'm joined today with a good friend of mine, Sydney Washington, who is a comedian and podcaster and everything else. When we get to her, I'll let her introduce herself. This is yet another tale of womanhood, for women, by women, enjoy. Words that end in A-N. Anyone, words ending in A-N. Lesbian. Okay, I heard pan, good. No, Faith said lesbian. All right, no big deal, Faith said lesbian. Hold on, good, we'll write that down. Just the word, not a big deal, but we'll move on, we'll get some other ones. What is a lesbian, sir? What's your word, how do you? All right, if you liked another girl, that could, that could be... I like Olivia. Am I a lesbian? Well, if you like like Olivia, you could be, sure. I like, like, like Olivia. I love Olivia. I like Olivia, too. Am I a lesbian? Okay, so I don't know if I did your intro well enough, so can you let our listeners know who you are, what you do, um, and then we'll get into the whole grunt of it, you know. Oh, I think I think you gave the the intro just just right. I am I am a stand up comedian. Uh, when stand up when we can be on stages, I will be back to that. Um, I'm a podcaster. I have two podcasts: the Unofficial Expert. You've been on that, and yes. another one called Hobby Hunter. And um, I'm a comedic chef. That's that's another thing on the oh, list. That one. T- See, I forgot the chef. Yeah. And it's only because, guys, you may not want to eat her food. Chef. Bitch. Wow. In front of me. In front of me. Okay. All right. Good to know. No. So, guys, the conversation, you guys heard the preface of this episode. Now, when I first met Sid, uh, she was dating the people that we really don't know why we still like them in life, but men. Um, And most recently I've been able to witness the love she shares for her partner uh, that she shows on her social accounts. And she is now dating a woman. Um, However, she did let me know prior to recording that she does not bump coochies. Uh, I guess that's how we think it all happens, right? If we're bumping it with a guy or bumping it with a girl, but not necessarily, but um, she's super in love. And, I know that you, as well as myself, you're in your 30s, and a lot of the conversations here on Period Sis stem around reproduction and kind of the pressures that are set on women by society, other women, our families, our friends. And so that's kind of the conversation I wanted to have with you today, Sydney. So I guess let's start with uh, maybe your journey through through sexuality and finding how you knew you you liked women and wanted to be with women when did that start was that recent or was is that something that you've always uh knew because i've always liked women but <laughs> when did that start uh, for you <clears throat> first of all the first person i kissed <laughs> was a woman so boom oh, i, I should have known mom? there no <laughs> oh. girl i kissed i kissed a, a young a young lady okay. um but you know I'm so glad that that happened. She was she was older than me, but it wasn't it wasn't like I felt like I was getting taken advantage of. It was just like, hey, I I want to I want to learn how to kiss. I w- I want to know how to kiss. I want to know how a kiss feels. So I was definitely like in the you know age range, like you know eleven, Same. twelve, <laughs> you know. 
And you know, she's like three years older than me, which for me is fine. I I don't I don't have a problem with that. Um, but yeah, the journey after that is I've just been with men, 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 because that like my family is um, Baptist, Methodist, very uh-huh. religious. You know, a church every Sunday. There's no reason to miss it. Sunday vacation, <laughs> Bible school. Like there, we just did everything around the church. So it was just instilled in me to not only be heterosexual, but, you know, to praise God. So (laughs) I didn't, I didn't go like touch back on like women until I think after, after college. Yeah. After college, I was like, okay, you know, liquor was involved. (laughs) I think, I think maybe a Percocet. I don't know, but I was back. I was back on women and, it just felt right. It didn't. I didn't feel like I was being um, someone else. I didn't feel weird. It just was like, I think this is what I want. But of course, I was still involved with men because that's instilled in your brain. It is, you know? right? It's like this is what's right. This is what you're supposed to do. If you're with women, that's like a side project. But men, <laughs> that's your main goal, right? Um, and wait, but, but, but did you ever feel like you weren't yourself with men? I mean, you just distinctly said you actually felt a lot. You felt your, like yourself with women. Did you ever feel like you were trying to be something that you were not when you were dating men? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I think I was overthinking everything. I feel like uh, with uh, cis straight men, you can't be emotional. You can't be transparent. You can't. Whatever you're thinking on your mind, you have to like find all these ways to say it in a way that's um, digestible for them. <laughs> so I'm, I, I was constantly not aware of how many like the mental just gymnastics that you have to do to be in a straight relationship. Mm. The sex, the sex part, probably the easiest thing, <laughs> but it's everything else that you're like, oh, bitch, I am I am stressed 90 percent of the time. Mm. but with women that's not that's not how I feel at all it's just well like, let me let me ask you then with women you said of course there was some drinks involved it was fun when did you begin having relationships though with women because of course the, again the sex part is easy I think I think honestly I actually find it a little trickier to initiate sex with a woman than a man mm-hmm. I mean because of course we assume men of course they want our pussies duh but women of course it does take a little bit more intimacy it takes them making sure that they're safe making sure they're comfortable um when did you begin relationships and seeing the difference between men and women in dating okay so i would say my first girl like <laughs> that i thought i had a relationship it was all not me you thought. Like, not i you thought, thought no i thought i was in a relationship because i was obsessed like <laughs> she she took in the the love that I had to give, but I, I don't know if it was reciprocal. And okay. she had her own stuff going on, but I I do know that I was able to you know give, and I was making money at the time, so provide. <laughs> so you know, a girl is getting hotels in Miami and whatnot, and <laughs> it felt empowering to be like, okay, yeah, like I I could take care of myself and another person because. It's a weird thing to say in your head, like if you pay for men, 
you some well back then I felt less than I felt like what wait why he's supposed to be providing for me but I'm I know as an as an older woman I'm like no no it could be fifty fifty don't do that oh can it I'm still battling that but I know I, I know well well also that's my issue with 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 women and what you're describing that power structure that mm-hmm. we just know in heterosexual relationships that's always been my issue like okay so if we go to the movies do i pay do we go dutch are we like friends but if if we're fucking who pay like i've never known who pays and who doesn't pay in those dynamics whoever with, with women. whoever card works whoever put their card down <laughs> and it works that's who pays you know okay, like okay i i think in a conversation with other people you're like yeah who pays but every time i've gone on a date with a woman we put, both put our put put our car down and it's like whoever's like nah nah I got it you're like okay then you got it <laughs> then you got it <laughs> then you got it that's it you know I think it's less about uh, I mean the gender roles that people subscribe on um, same sex relationships I, I think it's getting played out now okay. it's played because it, it's just like wh- what I love about being with another woman is it's like you could be whoever you want to be. Like if you want to be, if you want to say that you're like the femme today, you're the femme. If you if you want to be more dominant, you can. But you're not. We're not stuck on that. We're not stuck on that. I I don't have to like my ex girlfriend. She you know she looks you know feminine, but she has a lot of masculine energy because she's very in charge. She's very dominant. She you know. She has her money in order. She and that's that has nothing to do with gender. That's just the bitch got it together. She right. she works. She she just bought a home. Like she is, she's always been in posi- first position. Other than like <laughs> I was not. I was a mess. So when she would pay for things, I was like, oh, this is just somebody who has their things in order and they they credit is good and that's all. I didn't have the money at the time. To put my car down. So Girl, that's a whole nother. And for anyone <laughs> listening, I used to literally think I was, I was getting taken care of because a man used to put me in an Uber and I'm like, an Uber ain't nothing now that like when someone has money, the, the, the things that you look at really mean nothing. Like putting someone in an Uber and making sure they get home is nothing. I do that with my friends now. Mm-hmm. So the idea that I was just giving up the coochie for an Uber, I can't believe it. I mean, was, I was it was it Uber Black <laughs> I mean, Pussy or Uber XL? Was I mean, it just a regular X? Like, thank God, thank God, and guys, if y'all ever <laughs> deep dive into Sid's like just social media, it was never an Uber pool. Just okay. know that. God bless. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you said it's more so as far as the gender roles with women. It just it just naturally flows. Whoever mm-hmm. picks it up, you know, there it goes. I want to ask you, now that you're an adult, growing up in a religious household, has the conversation been had about your, your love life and, and dating history with your family? And if so, what was their response to it? Well, I, I grew up with a great aunt and two great uncles, and um, they passed away many, many years ago. So they would be the only ones that could honestly have put weight on me in okay. terms of my sexuality. Cause I, I know that it would, it would very, it would be very awkward and it would have disappointed them. Mm. So I would, and I, and I cared so much about what they thought. 
after they passed away, I said, I'm doing what the fuck I want. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, okay. me, and my, me and my mother are a, somewhat estranged. So, like, I, yeah, I don't really take into consideration how she feels about who I'm dating. She, she let me know how she feels about homosexuality whenever we get on the phone. And oh, that's why, no. and, and that's why I'm like, yeah, you know, you have a right to feel the way you feel and think the way you think. I'm not here to change you, but mm. I'm also not going to have you put your beliefs on me. Cause I need to live my life day to day. You know what right. I mean? Um, so my brother and my sister, you know, they've, they asked like, Oh, how's, you know, whoever you're dating at the time. And I, they're, oh, I think they're open. They're, my brother and sister are, are open to me being whoever I am. They just want to make sure that I'm happy and safe and healthy. Good, good. I guess, I guess that gets me then into the conversation about family planning with you. Um, what were children ever something that you wanted is, and, and what are the options that you've maybe considered now that you are getting into, you know, you rich now, you are a fucking phenomenal, successful comedian. And now you, you are getting to the age where most women feel the pressure to begin families. So what is that conversation like? And what are the options that you've considered? I I would say that I'm on that, like that teetering, like back and forth of like, I want kids. I don't want kids. I want kids. The world is on fire. I want kids. Kids are a million dollars. Like I'm, I'm thinking every other day I'm going back and forth with it because I personally think that besides the finances, you mentally and emotionally need to be more prepared and equipped to have children. And I think mm. more people are, are scheduling in when they're going to have kids and less not focusing on, but wait, are you mentally prepared? Are, have you set aside time to work on your demons? Are you in therapy? Are you healthy? Mm. Or like you, you cannot give to somebody else if you have not f f uh, fully give to yourself. So I'm thinking more and more like how my relationship with my mom is and how I, other people's relationships with their parents. And it, it really puts me in another position of like, all right, you want kids, but are you ready to have them? And it has nothing mm. to do with me being a lesbian, even though there's like an extra step. It's like I want to be able to work on my mental health and know that like, oh, I'm working on my depression and know that like when kids get in the picture, girl, it, it's it's not all about you. Right, right. So – so the fact that you think this strongly w without speaking for her, is is that a conversation that you have with your other uh, female partners regarding maybe what they want? Because again, you know, with guys, they don't have the option. They don't have the ticking time clock on their bodies. They don't like, it's so different when you have a male partner than when you're with another woman who could realistically feel completely opposite and feel like, well, I have to do this at a certain time. So what is that conversation like? Is that something that you have early on or do you wait until the relationship progresses with your, with your woman? I think for all genders, um, but uh, mainly, you know, same sex. I think, especially when you're past 35, I'm right. 36 on the record, <laughs> you know, <laughs> What are we doing this? We're, I'm not right. here to, I'm not on these apps. I'm not trying to do this for like, 
you know, a couple of months. I, I don't have that type of time. I've done everything. Listen, I, if I haven't got a train ran on me by now, it's not happening. So actually, I, I, actually, it still can, ma'am. No, it, it just still can. I'm just saying I'm still I'm still introducing people to sex clubs well into their late 30s, early 40s. So we'll just we'll know. bless we'll bless you being the Harriet Tubman of game bangs. Um, thank you for walking us across the Underground Railroad of uh, anal. But yeah, that's not that's not me. That's not for me because I I barely want to get up and like work out so i couldn't imagine having more than one person doing whatever they're doing to me and me not being like are y'all done is it oh like well, how long y'all gonna do i will complain all i do is complain at this age and i will be yelping i'll be yelping everybody who's up inside me i'm like two stars three stars what is wrong with that you? that's it that's it that oh you, you're not gonna give me a biscuit after this like okay, i'm gonna so, be upset so your mind is just completely like okay so so it is right now though at 36 is it not then what am i doing what is next like as a woman is that what's on your mind at 36 do you feel like you have a a, a, a ticking clock as well going on like just what does that look like yes you're up and down with with wanting a, a child, but do you also feel the pressure with being 36? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. You, I mean, more and more, if the, if the year that we just had hadn't showed you, like, what the hell are you living for? If you mm. haven't got hit with that yet, it's like, I, I, I want, I want a legacy. I want something else to, you know, to pass on my good properties onto some, <laughs> Good properties, not talking about buildings. I'm talking about the actual properties that are without, within me. I want to be able right. to pass that down to another generation. And, and we're realizing that generational trauma and wealth goes hand in hand. It and so sure does. I, I want to make sure that, you know, I have people around me. You know, I don't want to I don't want to die alone. I don't want to wake up and be 80 and be like, yeah, so I, I gave my whole life away to my career. What else? You know, I mm. so I definitely think that closer I get to 40, it's not that I don't think that I'll be able to physically have kids. It's just like the emotional exhaustion and physical exhaustion that your body goes through after having a baby, which right. I mean, the postpartum, if I already have like top tier depression, I don't know what I'm going to do. After I have a baby, because women yeah, literally I, go through it after the baby drops. And I just had the conversation uh, with Esme. Uh, she was a guest that you guys either have heard or will hear on here. We discussed birth control. Mm -hmm. And that's where I had the conversation to where I wanted to feel like I could control myself mm -hmm. and hormonally and, and emotionally and all of these things. And on birth control, I feel like it completely takes a woman out of her element. Mm -hmm. And the same with having a baby. Unfortunately, you don't know how you're going to respond. And you have to wait until you drop the baby to see like how you feel. And again, your body changes, your, your face changes. Sometimes things start to spread. You're bleeding nonstop like you. And now you have someone that essentially comes before you. <laughs> you have somebody, a whole little human being that you have to raise and look out for. And I, I think that, that's something that you bringing up the last year is traumatizing. Like this is the world I got to bring 
bring someone into? Is yeah. this really what I want to bring someone into? I mean, it's just, you know, I guess, too, I want to ask, do you feel with a year like we just went through that you feel pressured to speed anything up as far as now that it is legalized for marriage um, and a lot of same sex couples are more accepted in society now. Do you feel the pressure to move in together, to get married, to do all of the traditional things that come with same uh, opposite sex relationships? Well, uh, my last relationship, we I I met her in um, <laughs> in July, and I moved in in September. So, like, oh, I, this is this oh, is just fast. how this is just how we work anyway. Like, okay. I but besides the 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 panorama that we just had, I we were we were moving in. We were thinking about the future way before this. This is our okay. style. Like, I think that especially with women, like it's not about rushing. It's just like we are so in tune with our emotions and we're not in denial of how we feel about someone that we're okay with taking the next step. There's, mm. there's no, I don't think we have as many commitment phobias than as men. Right. Or it could be a generational, it could be a generation thing. It could just be a generation. Like, I, my age, yeah, you sh- you should be. If you can't be with, if you're with someone and you can't see yourself waking up with them and living with them, wh- well, why are you letting them come inside you? Why are you letting mm-hmm. them, you know, sp- have your time, have your space? I think that's I think that's weird at this age. Okay, that because our 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 space, our time is valuable. It is 100%. it is it is currency. It is currency, and I think we don't think about that enough. That, oh, it's not about, oh, I'm losing time. It's like I'm losing value. Mm. When when you spend your um, moments with people that are not, how long are they going to be around? Girl, you know? re- just read me. Jesus. <laughs> read me. I mean, and it's crazy because I look back, uh, even in, you know, I, I, I'm out here calling myself an auntie. I feel like I'm seasoned now. I can give advice, but I look back at the people that I gave so much time and equity um, into my life in my, in my twenties. And I'm just like, why, why was I doing that? Why did I give them so much of myself? And, and like you just said, yes, you essentially lose value. You lose worth. You lose like by giving so much to somebody that is undeserving. And again, it's draining. It's, it's so draining. draining. It's draining. And I think it doesn't matter what, like what gender you are right. when you um, be around people or date people that don't value you, that takes away from your self-esteem as well. Yeah. So not only are you feeling like in quotation marks, wasting time, but you are also wasting away because nothing is replenishing you to mm. remind you of how, outstanding you are so i think that's why people sometimes rush into relationships and hurry up and get married because marriage and having a family makes you feel like oh now i am important to society and Mm. i i I don't i don't ever want to get in a situation like that so yes there is pressure but i know that my value for myself is more important than what anybody else thinks about 
you know, things about me. Y'all, I promise you it's not Sunday, but Cinder <laughs> brought the church to period six, And I'm just like, I just want to hallelujah. No, no, no. So, I, I've had I've had so much fun, Mandy. I have I have so much like my twenties. I fucking lived. Whenever I wanted oh, girl, to do something, I get up, I go, I do whatever. I, I I had sex with whoever I wanted to do. I I had I did all the types of drugs. I live, <laughs> live, live. And so when people are like in their like thirty five, I just want to have fun. It's like fun has changed completely. I'm not gonna lie, bitch. I be sleep by eleven thirty, baby. Fun, fun, fun is what you make it. Like it is, that's one hundred percent. That's what I love about being this age. Is like I'm not under the spell or the guise of like, oh, I need to be in the club. I need to be around all these random people to feel good. I need to be around a certain type of music. No, girl, my couch, club couch, living. <laughs> I have so much fun here. Well, yes, because you live in a galaxy and turn on mm-hmm. all of these lights in your home <laughs> and you've made it your place. I, I I love that. One thing that we normally like to have all of our guests do before we get out of here is leave off with a tip or a, a, a moral of the story. And my question to you is any woman who's listening and finds fulfillment in dating the same sex as them, what, what, what bit of advice would you give to them if they're feeling those pressures or maybe second guessing even being in a same sex relationship because they want the family, because they're still pressed down with societal standards on what we should be doing as women. And that normally is bearing children. So Mm -hmm. what, what, what bit of advice would you have to anyone listening that is questioning even their sexuality in their thirties because of societal standards on women? Uh, okay, so there's like a there's certain parts of this. So the first part is, you know what feels right. Mm-hmm. You when you feel like, uh, the weight is off your chest. That's where you're supposed to be, and no matter what, like what sexuality people think you should be, you know when you feel safe. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like when I am in a woman's arm arms, I. I feel the most relaxed. I, I'm not worrying about like, did I say the right thing? Is it too early? <laughs> did, did I did I do something? Like, we just are more. Our communication skills are stronger than I I believe that in all of my 36 years, the best communication I'm not, I've had. I'm not debating you. I'm with, not debating you on that. <laughs> I'm just I'm just putting that out there. So that's that's one. That's like you know when you feel safe and you know when it feels right. And that outweighs what you think society puts on you. Mm. You feeling safe is more important than any fucking person out here looking at you. Any family member, none of that shit matters. I want to be safe, you know? And so, you know. And then, two, the pressures that we, we have to, like, build a family, to, like, have a home, to have the right job, all of that stuff, it, it, it's important. But it's only as important as if you like you think it is. You mm. can't you can't let what other people's hopes and dreams and ide- ideologies you can't let them put that on you because right. you're gonna be stuck with it. Because when you have the family, these people are not reaching out to take care of the child. 
Never. When you're when you're in a postpartum depression slump and you want to fucking jump off a building, all those people who told you to have kids, where are they? They're mm. high. You're going to look high and low. They're nowhere to be found. So know that, yes, you want to appeal and appease the people around you. But the, at the end of the day, all you have is you and the uh, the significant other person that you decided to spend your life with or start a life with. So all of your decisions should be based off of the, you know, the two people that are really going to be in your life long term. So I I don't want to make long term decisions based off of um, situations that are not going to be around. Right. That are temporary. Yeah. You know, and you can and you can have kids, especially as same sex. It you know, it is expensive, but also I've talked to a lot of people who've done, uh, you know, they got not the turkey baster. I'm not going to say that, <laughs> but they they find they find a guy that they trust or they've been in their life. You don't have to go through, you know, the sperm bank if you don't have to. There is safe ways to retrieve sperm. You get lawyers and it, it can be the same way as IVF. Right. So don't think that you have to have a billion dollars to get impregnated as a lesbian that's not true <laughs> right it's just not um right. because i know friends who've done it so um <laughs> there's outlets and there's people there's large communities that are willing to help and so you never really have to feel alone and that's right. that's like we get on we get on clubhouse and we're like, oh, my God, we have all these friends. But then when it comes to our sexuality, we're like, I have nobody to talk to. And that's just not true. Well, everyone always has me. Everyone <laughs> calls me with all of their vagina, Buddha hold, sex stories, partners, and everything else. Like, hey, where can I go and get my asshole bleached? Like, those are literally <laughs> the calls that I get. So... For anyone who knows me, I am always a resource for anyone to talk about those things with. But yes, I agree. Most people don't feel safe having those conversations with the people around them that are normally dictating their love lives, mm-hmm. their relationships, their their finances. And again, they all just want to say what you should be doing. But when you really need advice or really need their help, they're nowhere to be found. And, and that's very valid. Uh, Sydney, thank you so much. God damn it for joining me today on period sis where can all of my listeners find you okay and your so, cooking show oh yes <laughs> um i i have um an instagram live cooking show i'm i'm putting it uh like putting a pin in it i'm doing my last show it's it's coming up right now but um i have like recaps which you can see on which my instagram amazing. yes you, Mandy, you've been on it. Oh yes. my God, you the way the way you drag me, girl. Oh my God, but you. But pulled, I said you, I'm so glad you were cooking mac and cheese during Black History Month, sis. <laughs> I was embarrassing everybody. The whole the whole nation of of Black society was ready to let me go <laughs> making mac and cheese. But yes, go on my Instagram, just Sid B W J U S T S Y D B W. I'm on Twitter. Just Sid, NYC, J-U-S-T-S-Y-D-N-Y-C. And then I have the podcast, Unofficial Expert. You've been on it. And Hobby Hunter. So you can check me out all over. I'm I'm around. I'm here. She is around. And guys, I am going to put all of that information in the description of this episode. So if you want to listen to any 
any of those podcasts or follow Sydney on social media. They will be right in the description of this episode. Sid, thank you so much again. And guys, make sure you stay tuned because I'm going to drop a little bit of stats and facts before we get on out of here. Uh, Bye, love. Have a good day. (laughs) Bye. want to do a little disclaimer if you are a same-sex couple if you are a heterosexual couple whatever couple you are if you have to get pregnant via infertility whether that mean IUI ICI IVF go get tested to see if you are fertile do not waste your time and energy and money if you are not fertile it will save you thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars So I truly hope that you enjoyed this week's episode featuring Sid Washington. I love her so much. Be sure that you guys go on over to Unofficial Expert and The Hobby Hunter. Those are her podcasts. And make sure to follow her as well on her Instagram. Again, all of that information is in the description of this episode. I absolutely hate that so much of how we are viewed by just everyone is whether or not We bear children or become mothers. And I really loved the conversation I just had with Sid because, yeah, I mean, we know that it takes egg and it takes sperm. Those are the two things that are needed in order to create life. And, you know, when it is two of the same sex, that becomes a little bit difficult. I did want to let you guys know some of the routes that you can go through if you are in a same-sex relationship and seeking to build a family. Of course, there are biological routes to starting an LGBT family, such as artificial insemination, in vitro fertilization, surrogacy, and fertility preservation. There are also non-biological family building options, such as adoption, fostering, and co-parenting. There are also so many adoption advocacy groups that you can reach out to. So be sure to um, check all of your local listings. Also be very aware that raising a family is not cheap and surrogate agencies, while also available, do become very, 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 very pricey and expensive. Huffington Post actually stated that only 15 states require fertility service uh, retire, require fertility services to even be covered on insurance plans. So insurance is not necessarily the way to go if you are in a financial bind and seeking to build a family. Again, this is all something, and, and I loved the conversation with her. We should be having early on with our partners. We should 100% be questioning, hey, what are your short-term goals in not only your career, but what do you see as far as goals in, in building and creating legacies and families? I mean, Sid even questioned mine. Like, wow, you really don't want kids? And as a woman, I do. I stand proud in saying, no, that's not really something that I want for me and see in my future. Um, and it's real. And I think it's also important that we have those conversations and stand strong. A lot of times women feel pressured to, oh, well, you'll change your mind. You're a woman. Of course you want to have children. And, you know, sometimes we don't. We, you know, and, and that is okay as well. I continue to love these conversations that I'm having here on Period Sis. Um, once again, make sure you follow in the conversation. 
go on over and subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to us. We are also on YouTube. So make sure you go over to my channel, search period sis, search Mandy B, that's two eyes. And I am on YouTube. So you can watch the full episode over on YouTube. You can also go ahead and follow us on our social media platforms on Instagram at official box owner. Also follow us on Twitter at O box owner. And don't forget Go on over to our website, subscribe to our mailing list, and go ahead, support, support us. Go ahead and cop your Bork Asset Suppositories from us now at officialboxowner.com or implement our apple cider vinegar gummies into your daily routine. Let's go. Health is wealth, and let's get on with it, baby. Anyways, guys, I'm your girl, Mandy B. Thank you for joining me yet again on another episode of Period Sis. Until next time, bye. bye.